The dais upon which she and Stathakis were positioned, the eyes of the studio audience glistened in the dark. And into that darkness, Stamos threw his trademark conspiratorial smile, a look that said, This woman is about to be skewered. Sorry, not happening, Stathakis. Nevertheless, her pulse quickened. She became aware of Jonah, her fiancé, observing from the wings, alongside her publicist. The studio felt hot. An irrational sense of unease feathered softly into her chest. She was good in front of a camera, but never comfortable. Before turning to true crime writing, Meg was most well known for her brief and controversial stint as a crime editor for the Seattle Times. Prior to taking over the Times' crime desk, she clawed her way up from the trenches as a junior reporter to pen award-winning and unflinching features on matters of crime and punishment. Then came her popular blog and the guest television appearances where she's increasingly asked to offer commentary on high-profile cases. Her debut book, You Are Mine, A Story of Obsession, first hit the shelves in the New York Times list five years ago and Meg's been soaring up charts since, showing herself as a force to be reckoned with in the competitive genre of true crime. Now in her latest hardcover, Sins Not Forgotten, on sale tomorrow, he held up the book. The camera zoomed in. Meg takes us on a gothic trip into the dubious territory of memory and its unreliability, effectively shining a light onto an old and very cold case that was all but forgotten. Thank you for being with us tonight, Meg. Can you tell us a bit about your latest book? Restraining the urge to push back her hair, she smiled. Sins is the story of Gloria Lulofs, who, as a young girl, was being sexually abused by her father in a barn on the family's Minnesota ranch when two boys from a neighboring reservation intervened in an attempt to save her. Gloria's father murdered both boys with a pitchfork and buried their bodies in the barn, while seven-year-old Gloria watched. The crime went unreported for 56 years. Gloria, traumatized by what she'd seen, repressed all memories of the horrific event, as well as memories of the ongoing sexual abuse. Until she was in her 60s, when she came forward to report what she'd begun to believe she was remembering. But police found no record of two boys missing from the reservation, Stathakis added. Correct, and Gloria's father denied all allegations. The police did not believe her credible either. She was in fairly advanced stages of pancreatic cancer, had been an alcoholic most of her life, and she was on medication, showing signs of early-onset dementia. The investigation was dropped. Until a newspaper picked up her story. Yes, the paper brought in ground-penetrating radar equipment, Shapes were detected in the frozen ground below where the Lulof's barn had once stood. Permission was granted by the current landowners to dig up the area. Human remains were found. Two boys, who had slipped through the cracks at their reservation over half a century ago. Forensics confirmed Gloria's account, and Hans Lulof's, in his late 80s, was charged and convicted on two counts of murder and sexual assault last year. A huge catharsis for Gloria who died only three months ago, holding your book, I believe, as if she was waiting to have this resolved before she could peacefully pass. I'd sent her an early copy. Meg's voice caught slightly. 
she cleared her throat. Closure can have profound psychological and physiological effects. Why is it, do you think, that closure is so vital to the victim or the victim's families? Is it a form of revenge, to see the criminal caught and punished, that gives satisfaction? I don't think so. In my experience speaking with victims, hearing the guilty verdict is often a hollow-feeling victory. It's more a case of being released. During an investigation into a crime, throughout the arrest process, the trial, the victim and loved ones are gripped in a stasis. Their lives are on hold. Once a case has been adjudicated and the bad guy put away, once they've gotten the truth of what happened, they're finally free to grieve, to allow the old self to die, and to be able to begin again. He allowed this to hang a moment, then leaned forward. Meg tense.